Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. series called Money Matters. And this was supposed to be a four-week series that I'm having to turn into two weeks. And so as a result, this is going to be like children's church. I have so many illustrations today. You're gonna be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. That's magic, right? Um, so you guys are gonna be like, what is going on? It's very simple and easy. I've had to reduce this to two weeks from four weeks, and I am very ready to go. Last week, we talked about it matters how you view money because how you view it determines how you use it. That we talked about it's not mine, it's not yours, but it's all his, and we are called to be his stewards. Booyah, right? And so, um, you were, if you weren't here, you're like, why did he just say booyah? Um, but it will make sense if you go back and watch it. Here's what a steward means the definition of a steward a steward is someone entrusted with another's wealth or property and charged with the responsibility of managing it in the owner's best interest. So this is what you and I are called to be. We are called to be someone who is entrusted with another's wealth and property and is charged with the responsibility of managing it, not in our own best interest, but in his, but in our heavenly fathers. And you and I are called to be stewards of this whole thing. And so today, as we continue this, um, I, I, my message has been all over the place today. Um, and I, my, my goal, this, this message this week has really messed with your pastor's head. Um, and my prayer is that it messes with your head and it messes your life up. And you're like, thanks a lot for that, Justin. Um, but, but really, I mean, I've had discussions with Casey at this, and I'm like, man, this, 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 and this, and this. And um, even this morning, I'm switching it around five minutes before, not five minutes, but about 30 minutes before service. I'm like, I think this guy. So, so here's my heart, that, that we would have open hearts, open ears, and that we wouldn't get weird because our pastor's talking about money. Because I understand some weird stuff has been preached about money. And I'm not going to preach anything to you that's not biblical. I'm not going to tell you that today, if you apply this message, you need to go out and play the Powerball because you're going to hit it rich. That's not, that's not, that's not this message, okay? But my hope and my heart on this is that you and I would learn to function and deal with money in a biblically correct way. There's a passage of Scripture um, that, that really has been hitting me hard this week. And it's found in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. It says this, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple. 
and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. And then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. And Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. I love what Charles Spurgeon says about this passage. He says, our gifts are not to be measured by the amount we contribute, but by the surplus kept in our hands. Uh, one of our church members that come here, Kevin Randall, he went to Israel not too long ago, and he found what is an actual widow's mite. Um, and he brought it and he gave it. He goes, this is actually one of the two copper coins that the widow actually put into the temple. And, and what is amazing to me is this isn't much. right? And if we were to look at it, the widow didn't have a whole lot. But what she had, she used in such a way that it benefited something way bigger than herself. Way bigger than, than her life. It benefited the kingdom of God. And here's what has been messing with me, is that this widow gives what she has in such a way that it gets Jesus' attention. And that's, that's my prayer, is that God, that, that I would live, that Foundations Church people, that we would be a church and I would be a pastor and I would just be a person that lives my life out in a way financially that it gets your attention in a good way. Right? Because you can get attention in a bad way, like, oh, no, 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 no. But that you and I would live our lives in such a way that it gets his attention, that it gets Jesus' attention. And if we're going to do that, here's the truth. You and I have to live our lives out financially in a right, biblical, wise way. And we've got to live it out to the full potential God has called us to use our finances with. For, for some of us, I think there's a lot of different household items. There's things that we have around the house that we don't use to its full potential. Like you've got kitchen utensils that you never knew did that. Like if you have a spaghetti like little grabber thing or whatever you have, like it has a hole in the, in the middle of it, right? And that's for a perfect serving of pasta. You put the pasta through there, it's a perfect serving of pasta. Some of you are like, what, really? I'm like, for real. Um, my life has been changed this week because what I have figured out that I have not been using to its full potential. How many of you like Chinese takeout? Just, it's okay. There's no shame in your game. And we're not at the beginning of the year like, how dare you? Um, it's called, it, you know, it's called New Year's resolutions, guys. Like, stick to it. But you like Chinese takeout. I, I used to love Chinese takeout. P.F. Chang's has ruined me. But I used to love Chinese takeout. And they give you these little boxes. And what do I do? I always dump it out on the plate. And then I eat it, right? No, 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 no. That is not the way Chinese takeout was intended or designed. Check this picture out. This is the way it's actually designed to be. Yeah, oh, right? Like I had this moment, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are you for real right now? I had no idea this did this, right? This is perfect. It unfolds into a plate. That means you don't have to do dishes. That means you don't have to use your paper goods because let's be honest, you ain't eating on real plates anyways. You don't have to throw away your paper plates, you had no idea what it was like 
to use this, that it was created and designed to be used like this. And here's, here's what I want you to know. It's a lot of us, when it comes to our finances, we're not using it the way the creator designed it. Right? We're, we're not using it the way our creator designed us to use it. And this is a big deal. The way we use money matters. This is a, this is a big deal when it comes to our lives. This isn't a small matter. In fact, the Bible talks about money in 2,350 different verses. It talks about money and possessions. Jesus teaches on money and possessions. 15% of his teaching was about money. It's a really, really big deal. And Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, and then verse 24. This is our main passage today. He says this, don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them. And thieves can break in and steal them. Jesus is saying this, don't just invest and use your money for the here and now. Don't, don't get caught up, right? Like the Bible says your life is but a vapor. So, so our life is this long. Don't get caught up in the here and now. Don't use all your money for here and now. In, but instead, which he's saying there's a better way. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven. Where moths and rust can't destroy them, and thieves cannot break in and steal them. What's Jesus saying? He's saying this. Use your money on what is forever and eternal. Right? There's, so, so here's forever and eternity. Right? Here's, here's, here's our here and now, and here's forever and eternity. And, and Jesus is saying, invest your finances in the forever and eternal. And here's why. Because your heart will always be where your treasure is. And he, he, he lays down this gauntlet a few verses later in verse 24. He says, because no one can serve two masters. For he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Today I want to talk to you about how are you spending how are you using money and it's our first point today because simply this how you use and spend money it matters how you and i use money that that isn't ours right we established that last week that we've been entrusted to manage that is a big deal that matters and some of us would say well just i don't you know, Jesus is saying, your, 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 your heart will always be where your treasure is. How do I know where my treasure is? It's pretty simple. I, I could show you what is important to you. I can show you what's important to me based on what my bank account looks like. Right? It's true. Where at what your bank account looks like, I can tell you, okay, you're into fitness. Okay, you've got a nice home. Okay, you've got car payments. Okay, you're still paying for college. You're still paying for college. You're still paying for college. Right, right, right? Like, like you're like, wow, you went to a really expensive university. Um, anyways, you're like, not really. I just went to NEO. But um, you, you, education's important to you. Your kids are important to you. How will I know all this? Simply this, because we, where our money goes... It's what we treasure. It is important. It is a priority to you and to me. We're all like this. You want to know where your treasure is? Go follow the money because your money is the pathway to where your heart is. Jesus says this. That is a big deal. Because the reality is, some of us, our hearts, not where it should be. 
Some of us, many of us, we're not spending the money he's entrusted us with the biblically correct, wise way. This past week, in fact, Friday, I looked at Chloe, my youngest, my oldest daughter was still busy with school, lame. And so I was like, come on, it's virtual, let's go. They'll never know. Um, great influence on my kids' education, I know. But um, I was like, Chloe, let's go to main event. I was like, we walked in, I said, we got $40 to do the best we can do on any ticketed game. Let's do this, the graves don't lose, right? And so we go, we do like, like, we totally cheated the system. Like we're doing two, two people on a one-person game, right? Like we're just like throwing the balls and like throwing them in the dumpster. And, and like we, we, we killed it. We did the, the, the handle one where it's like whoom and it just spins a whole time, you know, and it's got the thousand tickets. I was this far. I was, you know what you get when you're this far? Five. Thousand to five. I'm like, are you kidding? Like I'm like hitting the thing. I'm like, you stupid thing. That's not even right, right? Here's the deal. Here's what we did really well, and I want to show you the bounty we collected. The trinkets, because I'm talking to you about trinkets and chainsaws today. The trinkets we earned at main event. The first one, the grand poobah of them all. This cost 275 tickets, folks. It's an air pop gun. Pop. It says pop, pop, pump action. I mean, you just don't find this in your everyday store. We got a little tiny soda can of candy. Like, these are like generic cheap people's nerds, right? We got a finger puppet. Hey. And a green army man. $40 got us all this. <laughs> Woo! Actually, there was one more army man we had, but I didn't want to show off and brag, right? Like, I was like, one army man is quite enough. And, and here's the deal. I'm going to keep this on for a little bit. <clears throat> here's the deal. You're sitting there, some of you going, you spent $40 on that junk? Excuse me, $40 on this treasure. <laughs> Earned it right? Not everybody's walking out with this bad boy. A bunch of them were just walking out with fingers all covered in this because they're losers. Here's what I would tell you. You look at this stuff and you're like, Justin, I could do so much more with that $40 than this. I could do so much more. I could go to a nice dinner. You know, I could buy, I could buy an outfit. I could buy some clothes, but you wasted it on that right there. This is it. This is what $40 gets you. And if you would have given me $40, and I'm like, hey, Nate, bro, hey, Steve, oh, yeah. You know, you guys, no, Jeff, Jeff, look, bud, this is, this is what it gets you. You would not be like, man, you are such a good investor and user of money, right? And yet, here's the deal. I think if we're not careful, our lives can look exactly like this to our Heavenly Father. And I say, he, say, he comes to a point and say, but, but, hey, what'd you do with all the money I entrusted you with? With the thousands, the tens of thousands of your lifetime, the hundreds of thousands that you made in your lifetime, the millions that you made. Well, got a really cool car. I got a really 
awesome house. I, I was in the latest fashions. I mean, I made sure I wore an old shirt today. I may, you know, I wore, I'm, I'm in the latest fashions. And, all, and here's the deal. We hold up our trinkets and we hold up our prizes and, and we've missed it. We've missed it. Because we've stored our treasures for the here and now instead of the forever and eternal. And God's going, that's, that's not it. How you and I use what he's entrusted us with, it's, it's a big deal. And it matters. And if we're not careful, our life can look like this instead of the way it's supposed to look, instead of the way he's designed for it to look. So let me share with you the goal today, the goal for us as followers of Christ. If you're here today and you're not saved, you're off the hook, right? Like if you don't know who Jesus is, this actually isn't a bad moment for you right now. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm just playing. Some of you are like, I can't believe he just said, I'm just teasing, come on. 2020, we need a little humor here. Um, but if you are a follower of Christ, here's the goal for you and I when it comes to the way you and I use and spend the money he's entrusted us with because we are his stewards. It is simply this. It's not about how much I can keep, but how much I can give. It's not about how much I can keep, but it's about how much I can get. We are starting our series next week. It's a wonderful life. And in this, I've already watched this movie several times. There is a, a character that most of us know, uh, George Bailey. His dad's name is Peter Bailey. And he, there is this plaque in Peter Bailey's office that I've never seen the plaque, never seen what it said. And when I was watching, I'm like, what's that plaque say? And I saw it and I was like, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. And here's what Peter Bailey said. And it is so, so good. He says this, all you can take with you is that which is given away. All that you can take with you, it's not what you spend on the here and now. It's what you have given away. And here's the little dirty secret about money. We talked about money is a tool and a test. Here's the simple truth is money can actually add value to your life when you spend it and use it in a biblically correct way. It's true. Well, are you telling me not to save money, Justin? Is that, is, that what, is that what I'm hearing? Like it's bad for me to have a savings account? That's not what I'm saying. In fact, the Bible talks about, in Proverbs, he is a fool who consumes all that he makes. Right? You, th this is that big look. There, there needs a, today I'm presenting to you a biblical view on finances instead of name it, claim it, prosperity gospel, poverty gospel. Th this is what I read as the Bible as a whole. Well, Justin, are you telling me that it's wrong for me to invest in retirement? That's not what I'm saying. In fact, the Bible says that the wise person leaves an inheritance for his children's children, right? How do you do that? That means you aren't consuming all you have. You're investing in retirement. That, that, but hear me, there's balance to this all. There's balance to it. And money is not a bad thing, and having things is not a bad thing. Hear me. But you and I have got to learn to function correctly when it comes to our finances. And if we're going to do that, if we're going to function 
correctly, if we're not going to view money as a bad thing, but use it as this tool that can really be fun and really add value and meaning to your life, hear me, we have to understand we are not called to me first living with leftover giving. And a lot of us, that's where we are. And we say, well, I don't have any money to give. I don't have any money to, to, to use for God's kingdom. No, 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 you do. You've just got it backwards. And the way that you're operating right now, it is me first living, and whatever I have left over, I give to God's kingdom. But, but hear me, there's a better way for you to live, and it is kingdom first giving. Well, where does this come from? It comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus says this, but seek first the kingdom, right? This is the deal. Hold on, I am on the wrong verse. I'm like, that is not what that says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What are the things? Right? Because Jesus right now is talking about money. He's talking about the stuff. He's talking about things. In fact, before this, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear. He says, pagans run after and are concerned and anxious about that. But seek first the kingdom of God. Worry about building his kingdom and all the things will fall into place. And here's the deal. The list of things has just grown for us. Right? We're not so much worried about eating, maybe what we wear, but it's about what we drive, about what kind of house, what kind of apartment we live in, what kind of vacations we can take. There's a list of things that you and I are anxious and concerned about. If we're going to live this way out, if we're going to use money in a way that is wise and meaningful, that leaves a legacy that makes an impact, Jesus says this, it's about kingdom first giving. So, so I see where you're going with this, Justin. I got you. You're getting ready to talk about tithing, aren't you? Yeah, here it comes. Here's what I would tell every single one of us, right? It's not about what I can keep, but what I can give away. Tithing is a starting point, not a finishing point. Let me say that again. Tithing is a starting point, not a finishing point. And I have people all the time talk to me about arguing about tithing. And here's the pushback. What's tithing? It's giving the first 10% of your income to the church, to the kingdom of the Lord, right? To God's kingdom. And here's what I hear. Well, Justin, that's a, that's a mosaic law. No, 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 no. Hear me. We, we go into the whole Bible thing. But this was a, this was a principle with Abraham and Melchizedek long before the mosaic law ever came into about. But, but here's the bigger issue. Here's the bigger issue. Those of us that want to argue, is tithing ethical? Is it biblical? All this thing. Most of the time, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time when we start arguing about tithing, it's not because we're trying to give more. And if you read the Bible, Jesus doesn't go, whoa, they're doing it. They're tithing. Way to go. You know what gets his attention is when you start living your life to give it away instead of trying to see the little amount that you have to give away. So here's my advice to you. 
learn to live your life on a percentage instead of a lifestyle. Because if you learn to live your life on a percentage, it determines your lifestyle. But if you live your life on a lifestyle, it always determines your percentage. And I am crazy passionate about this. In fact, I was pretty conflicted about whether to even share this or not. But Casey and I, every year, we believe in leading by example in this way. And we give 20% of our income back to God's kingdom. Most of that comes right here to Foundation Church because I know how we're spending it and I know that it's going to make a difference. 20% of our income. Can I tell you, I'm not at this point, I'm not saying that, well, way to brag about it, Justin. No, 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 that's still not the goal. Our goal is to come to a place where we can live on 50% and give 50% away. In fact, this year we're giving 25 to 30% of our income back to God's kingdom. Why? Because I want to make sure that I'm investing my finances that God's entrusted me with, it's not mine, to the forever and eternal instead of the here and now. And this is a really amazing tool that God has given you that is a tool and a test. One of my favorite tools to use, right, is this right here, my chainsaw. This, this is mine. It's not yours. You can't borrow it. I'm just going to be real. Well, the Bible says give to those that are needy. I, let's go get you an electric one. Um, but this one's mine, right? I love this chainsaw. It relieves stress. It relieves. I, I, I love using a chainsaw. But here's the problem. Every time I use my chainsaw, here's what Casey says. Don't hurt yourself like I'm a 95-year-old man. I'm like... Are you kidding me? Challenge accepted. Now I'm going to try to see how close to death I can come to, right? Like I'm like, here it goes. And here's the other thing is that when I go to cut down a tree, like when I was in quarantine for, for the Rona, right? Like I was out cutting a 25 to 30 foot tree down. I was not tired. I was outside. I was not infecting anybody, but that dead tree, right? And so I'm sitting, she's like, do you, is it going to fall in the right place? I'm like, girl, you watch where I make this tree fall and you won't be able to keep your hands off me, girl, because I'm ready to go. Make my wedge, I do my back cut, bam, falls. And I, I, I always look around like, did anybody just see that? Like, did, did you see, see me handle this thing, right? Like, and here's the deal. This tool makes it so easy to cut a tree up. It reduces time. It is crazy beneficial to my life. But it has the potential to be crazy detrimental to my life too. Right? There's a reason Casey says, don't hurt yourself. And here's what I would tell you today. This tool right here has the potential to be crazy beneficial to your life. Right? When you use it the way the creator intended you to use it as. But when we don't use it in a biblically correct way, Way and we can make every excuse under the sun. I'm telling you, it has the potential to be a detriment and a destruction in your life that you have never met. And the wise way, the wise way to function with this 
is the way that the people created it tell me to function with it. And the wise way for you to function with this is the way the one who created it and has entrusted you with it to function like. I love this quote by Jim Elliott. He said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. It's one of my favorite quotes. He's no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And what I have found true for me and others is this, is there are many times I have had buyer's remorse, but I've never had giver's remorse. Right? I, I've, I've bought things, I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have bought that. Oh, that was a waste of money. Oh, that was a dumb purchase. Oh, that was an impulse buy. I have never given money and regretted giving money to something that is eternal and forever. Like this year, Foundation Church, we have built seven churches, and it looks like this, right? We were able to do something of building churches and making Jesus famous to different places in the Masaimara. If you guys can throw that picture up in seven different locations just this year. I don't have any regret of getting to be a part of that Foundation Church. We got to do a new outreach at the drive-in theater when everything was shut down. Some of you guys remember this. Then we went to the Admiral Twin, and we were proclaiming Jesus, and people were showing up and people were getting saved and we were all quarantined and we were meeting in our car and we're like, can I get out? Do I have to stay in? Can I get out? We were looking like giraffes, like, hey, out there, right? Like, like we didn't know it was weird, but instead of hiding, you guys gave, you guys made it possible for us to make outreach that I have no regret about. We bought land, we bought property and we plan to build and we've done this this year and I have no regret about making a pledge. I have no regret about being and investing into this because thousands Thousands of lives are going to change at this place, at this church, because of what you are doing. I have no regret of what we're going to do at the Dream Center on December 19th. Why? Because we get to invest in something that is forever and eternal. And what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that when you start using this with a kingdom first mindset, instead of a me first living and leftover giving, I'm telling you, it transforms the way you look at money. It's a big deal. Now you and I use this and spend this. It is a tool and a test. It's huge. And is your life going to look like this? Or is it going to look like in such a way that it catches Jesus' attention? And he says, man, they, they got it. They get it. It's about how much we can give away instead of how much we can keep. And let me leave you with this charge. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. Paul says this. He's talking to a bunch of rich people. And congratulations, you're a bunch of rich people today. You're in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest people, all of you. If you make more than $20,000, you are in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest people. Don't even get me started if you make 15 above. Woohoo, you are the elite, baby. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them, I'm telling you, <laughs> 
Tell them to use their money to do good, to invest in what is eternal and forever. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. And I think in the original Hebrews, it excludes chainsaws. Um, <clears throat> always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so they may experience, catch this, true life. And that's my goal. As it's you and I, when it comes to the area of the finances, we would experience true life. And we wouldn't have regrets. We wouldn't have buyer's remorse. But we would understand the joy that comes from functioning and spending money the way our Creator has instructed us to spend it and use it. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, this, this message has, man, it's hit me this week. And God, I pray that this message would challenge us. I pray, I pray it would make us uncomfortable. Because, Lord, we need to be pushed in different areas of our life. And you have given us and blessed us with so much. And, Lord, I truly believe the way that we use our finances says a lot about where our heart is. Because our heart will always be where our treasure is. And some of us, the simple reality is we're treasuring the wrong thing. We're valuing the here and now way more than we should. Instead of investing in the forever and eternal. And we get caught up in the here and now because we start looking at what everybody else has and all our peers and all our friends and all our coworkers. But Lord, don't let us function like the rest of culture. God, but let us function the way you've designed us to operate and function. That we would, man, I would live my life out in such a way financially that it catches your attention, Jesus. And that I would use this tool that is yours, that you've entrusted me with, to be rich in doing good so that I may experience what life is really all about, true life. Don't let this be a crutch. Don't let this be a source or a place of detriment in our life. But let this be a tool we use that brings value and brings enrichment to others that builds your kingdom and not our castles. It is in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here. And man, where I'm at isn't where I should be at. I'm here and, and I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Or maybe where you're at isn't where you should be. Whether you're here or watching online, when I count to three, all I want you to do is raise your hand. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life forever. We're talking about the forever and eternal right now. This is your moment and this is your time. One, 
two, three. Is there anyone here? You just raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else? You join these hands that are lifted. You say, Justin, that is me today. And you join these hands that are lifted across this building. Is there anyone else? I would join, I would encourage you that are watching online. Man, just raise your hand right where you are. Jesus knows right where you are, and he wants to do something new in your life. Is there anyone else before we go any further? If you raise your hand, if you'd please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and I confess that I've sinned and that I have messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it. And I turn to you, and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.